Alright, hey. How are you? Alright. And welcome to the Survivor Genius Podcast, where we will right, you... spend the first five minutes talking about the Big Brother finale. Ben, listen, I didn't say you could do it yet, but alright, let's, let's talk about the ending of Big Brother. Yes. I always people say one of the top three worst seasons of Big Brother. You know. No, I will argue... They just don't like Jackson because apparently... No, they don't like most of the cast, all right? Yeah. All right, you wanna, okay, I'm going to run through explanations why people don't like them. Tommy, he got cat out, and everyone loves... To- uh, and everyone loves cat. So, yeah, that's a... Mm-hmm. You just uh, love Tommy too much. Jackson. Jackson was uh no, just no, because Jackson said one bad thing about everyone's favorite Kemi at the beginning. Fight me. Ooh. Everyone Ooh. was like, oh my god, Kemi's the greatest player ever, and then Jackson banished her, so everyone was like, oh, it's racist. Uh, <laughs> oh, alright, alright. And then when he kind of just sat there when Jack was saying bad words, he was like, Ugh. like, Everyone was like, oh my god, that instantly makes him racist. Actually, the one thing people don't like is because he had he, done multiple things that were quite bad. Looking through the rule book to, to get Nicole's HRH That's just canceled. funny. That was just funny. No, it wasn't. That was kind of pathetic. It's pathetically funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the undertone behind it was hilarious. Like, sure, they were trying to do some stupid move. But the undertone behind it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Holly, people were kind of neutral on Holly. I never saw anybody complaining about Holly. Yeah, before. same. Oh. Everyone in the final five, uh, no, um, Nicole, everyone, okay. No one cared about Nicole until the final three when they saw on the Big Brother wiki that that she didn't win the final or like on live feeds that she didn't win either of the final two HOH parts. So people were really sad and were like, she's going to lose. She's going to lose. So everyone just started voting her to be America's favorite player. It well, was gonna no. Be Tommy. It was going to be Tommy. But then this huge storm of Nicole fans because she didn't win either of the last two HOH parts, came in and she won. She was top anyway. And uh, Cliff. Right. Can't say anything about Cliff. Cliff is just amazing. Yeah, like, no, no. Did, 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 did you see those two posts of people trying to cancel Cliff for stuff he said, even though he didn't even say it that bad? Re- remember when he said that... Um, if he if he had a, an alliance with Kemi, no no one would know. Remember when he said that? Mm-hmm. But no one would. People would try to say it was racist. No, all he said was you you wouldn't expect a fifty three year old Southern man from Texas to align with a black woman. Like that's what that's all that's all he was trying to say. And he, he said there's nothing wrong with it. So people were like he's racist. Like no, he wasn't. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this now. Um... My favorite player this season was Tommy. Yeah, we know. Tommy, I will say he did play a good game. I did say he will. Play, he did play a good game. Tommy will. Uh, Tommy will come back. Don't worry about it. 
Tommy will return for season 22 All-Stars, too. Um, Do you really think BB22 will be All-Stars? They're heavily hinting at it. They asked I know the that. section of an Instagram post, out mm-hmm. of all the players this season, who would you want to see come back the most? Mm-hmm. Most of them shouldn't come back, but because the gameplay wasn't really good this season. Shut up. It wasn't. Tommy like, had yeah. good game. No, you, no, Tommy had good You had game Tommy, Christie, and Jackson would be the top three players, and it's Nicole. But then, you know. Just did nothing. She did nothing until her HOH took Jack out. All summer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I will argue that just didn't really do anything. Plus, she had the opportunity to get the person who won the most, who has got, who is tied for the second most comps, won out of any single person in a single season. He's, he's in. He's tied in second place for a while. Yeah, no. With he won. Yeah, yeah. He did dominate. He did dominate the comps part of it, but like, again, that season was a train wreck, you know. It was just a train wreck season. Bad twists, especially, like, no no one likes a day one eviction, but why did they do it again? It, it, it's what made BB19 bad, and it's what made BB21 bad for most fans. I'm trying to see if Doyle will be joining us because Doyle has seen. Yeah, as you were saying. Tommy Brocco was king. Yeah, but again, everyone just found him annoying. People liked him until the Nicole bullying incident. No, and everyone he, even, him. he kind of just sat there. He wasn't even. Bullied. No, no, he, goes, he did kind of. All he said was, you he know did, exactly what's going on. Yeah, but he did kind of get overexcited about that, though. He was got getting overexcited because everyone else was. Yeah. Again, the only people I'd say was a piece of shit for that was Jack and Nick, as they generally Nick, were the Nick, entire season. Nick definitely learned. Nick realized that he was not a good person early in the season, and so he definitely turned his, his entire thing around. He tried to, but it still didn't work. It didn't, but also, no, it worked until his the blow up at the uh, at, on Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Now he's. Hi, Doyle. I think we got it. Right. We were just talking about. We were just talking about. Now, it, now it's finished. BB twenty one. We were just talking about it. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, Good Ben season. being a... What'd you say, Ben? What'd you say, Ben? Uh, I, thought I, it was I, a good I season. personally think it was a good season. Personally, I believe BB20 was better, but BB21 definitely had a lot of good and fun characters to watch. I have seen, um, I've seen 12 seasons of Big Brother. 
I know. I've seen. I've seen eight. Uh, DB twenty one is ranked uh, eighth on my list, and DB twenty is my favorite season that I've ever watched. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, that's agreed upon that 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 BB20 is a great God, season. BB20 was so good. People yeah, miss it. Oh. Yeah, I miss it. Uh, and of course, you know, you know, Ben, you saw it. My post about um a Scotty lookalike and Scotty commented. God, Scott, Scott, I rewatched that season, and I knew mm-hmm. Scotty got ninth place, and I picked Scotty to win. I was like, Scotty, I want you to win. <laughs> Don't even. I have a screenshot from J from JC's Instagram story that's from uh, mm-hmm. JC's Instagram story from when they were doing the the Give Kids the World the Village thing when they were down doing the Hearts of Reality event. Yeah, and it just it's a picture of them on the bus from the hotel to the thing, but it's a picture of Scotty, and it just says Scotty's pooping on the bus. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I think I saw that. That's funny. Also, go, go, going back to BB21, I've seen some bad rankings, but I saw someone rate Sam below Jack. How? And if you've seen it after Sam left the house, he's generally a nice person. <laughs> he generally hated the rest of them. He hated Jack so much. I'm, also slight, I'm slightly biased towards Sam because Sam... Yeah. Um, I really loved Sam. I really loved Sam. I think he didn't play everyone. I think he could have played the game a lot better, but... Who, Sam? Yeah. Sam, yeah. Sam could have yeah. played a lot of a better game. He could have made himself less of a threat and aligned himself a little bit better. But he was Again, himself. he won the first two exactly. VOs. So he, he, so he was like put as a comp beast despite winning two he didn't VOs. Lose either of them. And, I would like to say. Yeah. And no, people actually saw. two times on finale night and week three. Holly who wasn't nominated until day 83 was on the block more than she was. Yeah. Yeah, because she was on the block three yeah. times towards the end. Four times before the end. Yeah, but um, then we had... Yeah, then, then, you know, like... Thing is, yeah, people started hating on Sam because he didn't use his second veto on Kemi. Of course, everyone loved Kemi then. Yes, yeah, of course. So... Um, I do think... Yeah, Doyle. You know mine and your opinions on that. When Tommy won the veto week seven, that was probably the hypest moment for me that season. When he saved Christy? Mm, you know, when he won the OTEV veto, I was just like, oh. go Tommy. That sent Cat home. That saved Christy on the emergency. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. No, but uh, honestly, going into the finale, I wanted – actually, I really wanted – ever since probably the jury started, my, I, my winner pick and who I wanted to win was Cliff. Um. Everyone wanted Cliff. I loved, there was a surprising amount of people who hated Cliff for the simple fact of he was go, he was doing some things that opposed Nicole's game. Yeah. So I love Nicole and Cliff, and I I really thought Cliff was going to take it, and obviously he did end up screwing himself with yeah. letting Nicole giving Nicole the HOH and and then 
trying to trust they Jack. They both screwed themselves by not keeping Tommy. Yeah, that was the thing. I, mean, uh, I agree. That was a dumb move. That was extremely dumb. He could not. He. I understand where he was coming from looking back on it. And it's like, obviously, looking at it from our perspective, we can rationalize it as a dumb move, especially having seen the outcome. But whenever you think about it from multiple different perspectives, especially his mindset of being a good moral person and staying by his well, word. What's his name? Didn't care. Yeah, that's true. Jackson. That's true. But Cliff did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Preseason. I was on team Ovi. Same. Same. Ovi was my winner. Preseason. I was Ovi. And then episode one, he didn't do anything. And I saw Tommy being flamboyantly gay out there. And I was just like, I'm team Tommy. (laughs) I will say that 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 was the entertaining part of Tommy. That side of Tommy. I also, I would like to say. His dance is week one. Hilarious. Oh my God. the, The flash mob that they did. God, yeah. that was the funniest thing ever. Um, but I would like to say that I think that I was actually really, really frustrated with how they handled Mickey on the finale night and calling him out. They literally, that literally was one of the worst nights of his life, and he won half a million dollars. Yeah, you could see it on he his face. So I felt bad upset, for him. And I felt horrible. He did not deserve that. He had to defend himself in front. No. I don't even feel bad for him that he got called out. I got I feel bad that he got called out in front of his parents. Yeah, that that was the, and like whenever sure. he walked out and saw his parents, the first thing he said was, "What did I do wrong?" Like that's you. That should never be the first thing you say to your parents whenever you come out and winning half a million dollars after. God, I felt so bad. He didn't for deserve him. that. Um, but anyways, I actually think that gameplay wise. He, he did amazing. I think he, played, he was amazing. I think he played a pretty dirty game for the simple fact of he didn't hold anything back. He played super upfront and super. He played probably the most aggressive winning game out there. And I think, hey, there's a reason why he's sitting that why he was sitting in the final two chair and someone like uh, Jess wasn't. Yeah, 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 because he played so out there. And I think that I think that the only person who has even made a final two, I would say, and has played a dirtier game than Jackson Mickey did was Evil Dick. Oh my god, Evil Dick. Evil Again, Dick and yeah. Dan Season Ten. Yeah, I mean Dan yeah, Dan Season Ten was pretty dirty. But at the same time, Dan Season Ten had his stronger built alliance out of him and he didn't also, what are you talking about? Andy Heron season 15. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I forgot about Andy. Yeah, good point. Everyone forgets yeah, about Andy. Kind of forget, kind of <laughs> in between, Andy. no, the reason everyone forgets about Andy, he played a great game, but it's right between Derek Lavasser and Ian Terry. The two of the greatest like, players of all time. <laughs> and Dan, like. Three of the greatest players of all time, and then you got Andy Heron for the next winner. And then we get Steve Moses. <laughs> oh my God, Steve was good. Steve he was, was good. good, but he was kind of irrelevant. Not gonna lie. Students of sound. He was super relevant. No exactly, one remembers yeah. him. And then, like, I mean, I was actually I was watching. Um, I had never seen Celebrity Big Brother one. Watched it for the first time a couple weeks ago, and. 
they at the very like the third episode or something like the first eviction night they brought in four previous winners this was between uh if you remember 19 and 20 uh they brought in josh nicole derek and Ian. and they cut out andy and steve they brought back four of the last six winners and andy and steve were the ones that they did not bring back which i thought was really interesting yeah Nicole, Nicole and Tommy are tied for my favorite players of all time. <laughs> Nicole, God, I love Nicole. I can go on about how much I love Nicole. Amazing. She's amazing. She did beat. She did beat Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I believe wholeheartedly Paul deserved to win that season, but Nicole is a talker. Nicole was able to talk that jury into giving her the win. That was one of the best performances in front of a jury ever. God. Nicole yeah. Also, can we finally talk about what we're meant to be talking no. about? No. <laughs> what? Yes. Man, no, yes. we're finishing Big Brother talk. Yes. Oh, what do you think? Thing. I want to say that I think I truly believe that both Mickey and Holly had amazing performances in front of the jury. I was going into it expecting Holly to flunder up. And... Oh, my God. Same. She kind of stumbled over her words a couple times. You could tell she was nervous, but she still made some strong points and the points that she needed to make. But there's no one to be scared. Exactly. <laughs> and Mickey, but like, that's the thing is that the only way she could never have changed that jury's mind. There was no way she was going to be Jackson in the end. The only way she would have beat him is if he completely screwed himself over in the actual speeches that he gave and completely turned the jury against him, which he was never going to do because he is calm, cool, and collected all the way. Um, Guys. Can I, can I just say, I really want them to stay together. I really want them to stay together. I do too. Well, especially, well, the problem is Jackson had a girlfriend going in. Did he? Oh, he broke up with her. Well, that that is what 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 his mother said anyway. And then and then that, that shit stormed. Cat had really a boyfriend hard. going in. Yes, we know that duo, and we know that you were friends or are friends with him. So oh, yeah, and then I realized. Nick had like Nick. Last thing, Nick and his Nick being the ultimate player. Nick, oh, he, that pissed me off. Free. I was like, bro, I like I don't even like Bella or Cat. Well, I kind of like Cat now, but I don't like Bella, and that really made me angry because I'm I'm just like, bro, like he just he just doesn't care. I just sat there and I clapped when I found this out. I was just like, what a player. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, um, now let's now let's talk about the premiere, the premiere of Survivor. Final two. From Jamal first, Kamal and Tommy. Final two. Calling it now. Alright. No, let's talk about the first minute to the end. Basically, just go through it. So, no intro this season. What the fuck? It hurts. I think. Well, no, the annoying thing was it. It would be fine if it was only for the first episode because. That, that goes to the twist of no marooning, no intro is fine. They just go straight into it. But it won't be here for the entire That's season. True. Yeah, that would be... That would be That's kind of dumb. That would make sense. What won't be there the whole season? The intro. What intro? With, oh, yeah. With all their names and stuff. Yeah, really, that, that bugs me. It just upset me. I just... It's so iconic. It, it's, yeah, it's just frustrating for me. I, no the annoying thing I is think, people I think, saying no. they aren't trying, but it's just, I think they just want to make it a more surreal figure. It just People saying they're not trying anymore, but I'm like, they obviously are trying if they're doing these twists. And stuff. I think, okay. A, 
I think, yes, it does feel a little lazy, but two, um, like what Max says, it adds to like the surreality, like, oh my God, I'm here on Survivor. They're putting us right into it. And three, I think it was, because whenever you have the marooning, you play the thing and Jeff reveals the thing to you it reveals like the the name of the season to you and everyone like is like whispering amongst each other and like he'll ask questions about what everyone thinks it is i think they were trying to go like total mystery they have no fucking idea what Which they're done, doing the only person who yeah. knows as of this premiere episode that what the island of the idols is it's elizabeth the, the vokai tribe has no idea that the island of the idols is they have no tribe. idea what's going on there the vokai, they don't even know what to get he, like they, he perfectly that's something that i've noticed was important he waited till the vokai tribe left to even say that the island of the idols existed and elizabeth lied about the island of the idols and what it is so she's really the only person who even knows that rob and sandra are in this game and yeah. then, I really, I kind of, okay. I don't know. I, I really like the twist, actually. I think they did, a, I think this was the best premiere episode I, that we've had in a really long time. We will get to the twist in a minute, but first, um, let's talk about the fact that the first five confessionals of the episode were all women. Really? Yeah. So it was a charisma. Elizabeth. It was charisma. Missy, Chelsea, and. Elaine. Forgot about lot. Molly. Yeah. Molly. First. No, but then there's that one right after that was my boy, Jamal. <laughs> Tommy went up. Tommy, Tommy played. I really like. I This cast is amazing, actually. Yeah, yeah too. So I do, I do kind of love this cast. I feel like this cast being sandwiched between two seasons with the Edge of Extinction is going to overshadow it. But I think if you look at the season yeah. as a whole, like as I'm projecting right now, if this, if this premiere holds up. DVG levels of good cast. The, yeah, the DVG cast was pretty amazing. And this cast looks... Because I really like this cast. Because A, it's diverse not only in like actual like racial and yeah. minority but diversity, but of... the actual personality and story diversity is very impressive. Yeah. And I really We got like... someone who survived cancer. We have someone who's a fourth grade teacher who is only in his job because his fourth grade teacher was so inspiring. I have a Canadian for the first time. A Canadian. An Olympian. Who knew all these people liked Survivor? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah. I think that... Wait, guys. I, two of them I, just realized, I have three years till I can apply for Survivor. I have two. Oof. I have Dude, two. what if we get put on the same season and I'd be like the ultimate just like Dynamic, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Unless they bring back Survivor UK, I can't at all. So it's alright. <laughs> they might. Right, I, know. I ain't moving right. to they brought back Survivor Australia after 15 years. Yeah. Again. Like, um, you know, um, yeah, and then of course, you know, we have, you know, these in I, I, I do love the cast. Like I, I compared it to, to DVG, which is funny because there was an alternative who was meant to be on DVG on this season, which is Dan. Dan was an alternative for the Goliaths. Oh yeah, that's true. Dan was not in like they. I think they gave Alex spot or something. Yeah, yeah. That is interesting. Um, I really like almost. I think. 
actually, whenever I think about it, the people I don't like on the cast, I think Aaron. I don't know, Aaron either. Can I bring up What was that? Yeah. Yo, can I bring up something real quick? Yes. All right, guys. I personally believe that this, aside from Upolu, I mean, Oolong is probably the most imbalanced tribes I've ever seen. Like, you look at the tribe of, of what's it called? Uh, the one that's not Vokai. Lyra. Lara. Lara. Yeah, no. Whatever it's called. Um, you look at them and you see only like one what you would call strong male and you only see like two or three strong females. And then you looked at look at the other tribe and half the tribe is ripped out of their mind or in like a or in like a position that would cause them to be like extremely strong. Like on one tribe you got like I don't wanna say like not in the best shape, but you got like Elaine, you got people who are a little bigger, and then you look at the other tribe, and the bigger are still holding their weight. You see, what's her name? Janet is caught the Korean fire on the first day. She's that was head lifeguard. She's ripped that was amazing. (laughs) 59 years old, and she's doing that. Jesus, yeah, that that she's she's more jacked than half the guys on her tribe. But um, yeah, like yeah, if you think about, it, I mean, look if you look at the Lyro tribe, like the biggest, the biggest people, like the strongest people on that tribe are like Aaron's jacked. Elizabeth Aaron's jacked, but that's it. Kind of just relying on Aaron. Missy's very strong, obviously, but other than that, it seems a generally pretty weak tribe. And the Lyro tribe has Dean's very physically fit. Tommy's pretty physically fit. Jamal's a monster. Dude, Jamal, Jamal looks like a beast. Yeah. And Molly kind of does. Um, Molly, Janet's holding her weight definitely above Elaine. I mean, Jason, um, even Jason's small, but he's definitely still up there. Yeah, and Dan is the probably the most unfit one on that tribe, if we're being real. Yeah, um, and she's but, still able to make. But, but, but uh, Dan was kind of a beast in the challenge, though. But yeah, Dan was okay, kind of no. The, the king of the challenge was Jamal, undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah you saw Jamal carrying the like half the tribe on. It was Jack and Jamal were the two. Carrying yeah. the weight on their shoulders. Yeah, he was a monster. Jack was oh, yeah, Jack too, like, and Jamal was just holding everybody up. Yeah, Jack's a beast. They're both Jack beasts. was a workhorse. He was he was going hard in that challenge. Also, that we could tell that if they do reach merge, which is impossible, what well, we could tell who a purple edit is going to be just from this episode. Dean. <laughs> he did get, yeah, he did get a single confessional. Poor Dean. Everyone's, everyone's looking forward to seeing him, and then all of a sudden he gets no confessional. He did get a bit, quite a bit of screen time, and then and then like, let's just talk about you know the episode. Oh, you know, we had dude. I hated what he we was had, wearing. I hate I hated Gene just for uh, Dean from just from what he was wearing. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, like, like all right, and then, then, then like prep boy outfit, like, bro. Yeah. And then we have all of the introductions, like confessions, and all that. And then you know we have, you know, on um on Laro we have, you know, bonds. We've got we had the seven form, and then we had the minority three of Elaine, Vince, and Tom. That's gonna be a great alliance. Just from the first episode, I could tell that's could probably I could I could dominate. Oh wait, can I say one more thing about Big Brother? I just remembered. Okay. 
That's the last thing you're saying, okay. though, because Cat still got Cat, 20 minutes. From his Cat in an alliance, and um, the entire time, uh, the only reason she made the alliance was to have a page on the Big Brother wiki. To have. Who was that? Um, Cat. Oh, really? Rematch with Jackson and and Holly for the sole purpose of getting it on the Big Brother wiki. <laughs> So she could be on Damn. an alliance page of Big Brother Wiki. Yeah, and and then we had Cliff constantly, constantly shouting out our our R H A P constantly. What did that even mean? It's oh, just, Rob has a podcast. It's... I thought he meant. I thought you were talking about like the that number that he always said. S B K one four three. Yeah, I'm back. Alright. Uh, um, let's go back to talking what we're talking about. All right. So after all the um, introductions, everything you have, you know, the alliances form. You have um, you have Tommy and Jack form an alliance. Yeah. You had um, the the yeah the minority on Vokai, which I believe was Jack, Nora, and Jason. Yeah. Jason screwed himself. Jason screwed himself. Yeah. They won before an idol. People always suspecting that he has Max, it. Max, I know you love Nora, but <laughs> I'm not. I, 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 not for game reasons, but you know, she's a queen. Yeah, me and her are friends. Me and her are friends. It's because she's from the UK. No, it's not. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that for a while. To be honest, just. I literally got offended by her, and then we bonded. Yeah. What did she say? Cool. She, like, shamed the family for eating McDonald's because she's a vegan. I mean, honestly, I would, too, if I were not, if I were a vegan. Mm-hmm. I would be like, yeah, but why again... are you eating McDonald's in front of me? <laughs> yeah, but, like, she was at an airport. <laughs> Go get Subway. Like, come on. Yeah, and like um, like and then of course you 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 have the the majority is people trying to pull strings, and then you know you have Dan creeping everyone out. Oh my god, my my I was watching this with my family and my dad. Sweat my dad covered his eyes. He was like actually scared. <laughs> I think he's trying too hard to impress people, but then like Ke- Kelly and Molly ended him, especially Ke- especially. Germaphobe Kelly was like, sweat's going down my leg. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was kind of... I mean, I get it, but... like, yeah, that's Okay, that... that yeah. I didn't talk about that. I was, I was actually just watching that, like, right before I came on here. Um, I think... I think they gave... I think Dan is in a... I think he's in a bad spot. Like, he was in the Majority Alliance, and I guess he's not yeah. in the best spot now, but at the same time... I think he'll be able to recover in a general way. I don't think he's. I think he's got. I, I, I don't even know. He's got a good game sense. Um, but I don't think there's there's enough of the social aspect for him to win the game. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, all right, sorry, I'm just finishing something up here. Uh, oh, who's your? Uh, who, who do you guys uh, think is going next? Oh, um, going or I think Dean could go next because he didn't have a CF and it's kind of you know, 
Also, we haven't spoken about the boot yet. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Oh, wait, guys. But guys, remember, Pat had like 10 confessionals in his first episode. That's true. And he was medevac in episode one. Maybe they were just trying to be nice to him, but like, really? No, again, they usually do give the first boot quite a few CFs. Which they did for Ronnie. No, Ronnie only got one. Seriously? Yeah, he only got one. I thought he got a few. Legit, the lowest amount of CFs ever. Wow, that's crazy. One of them, anyway. The lowest amount of first boot CFs ever since, I believe it was Deanne in Survivor Africa. I don't watch Survivor South Africa. Africa, oh. season three. That's crazy. Wait, what did you say? Sorry, yeah. I, I couldn't hear it. It got the communication got messed up. Oh yeah, but anyways, okay, nice. um, um, yeah, I, I've actually got a pick of that of the CF count. Wait, what I, happened? Delayed had nine. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she had the most. She had the most what? She did. Yeah. See, like, um, yeah. Elaine had the most confessionals yeah. of episode one. Yes. And I'd say Vince yeah. comes in at a close second. Vincent, yeah, he was good. Uh, also, um, I do. I also want to say, on top of the whole thing with the physical strength of how the vocab yeah. tribe is probably physically stronger than Myra. Yeah, no. That vocab well, actually, is Vince only got three, and is in seventh. Oh wow! Who's who has the most other than that? Um, I've sent the um CF chart in the chat. Okay. Um. Anyways, I think that the vocab tribe also. May- Really strong, or uh, mentally, I mean, they seem really smart. Yeah. Oh, the laser. That challenge was a blowout. It wasn't even close. They seem they they're really meant. They're really smart. Molly's smart. I I feel like Jamal. I feel like Jamal is like the total package. He's got the brains and he's got the brawn, and he's also got the social works. I feel like Tommy definitely has the brawn. And we've seen his social ability, but I don't. We haven't really seen much of his brain aspect yet. Although I definitely could see him being a very smart player in this game. Um, yeah. Thoughts? I agree. I think Jamal. I think Jamal is a very dominant player overall. Uh, I don't think he's going to win the game though. I think he's way too much of a threat. Yeah, I think they're going to – I want him to win the game. Like, he's my pick. But, hey, anything can happen. We've seen the underdogs. We've seen the, the people that everyone's like, he's not going to win because he's too strong. We saw Jackson Mickey pull it out, pull out the Vic. We saw Colin and Christine the last season of The Amazing Race pull out the dub. Like, I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's definitely possible with the type of gameplay we've been seeing recently – with more of a focus on getting out strategic players and not physical players, um, like you see a lot of like strategic players going early. You saw early on. You saw. Um, and I keep wanting to go back to Big Brother. But this is the Survivor genius, not the Big Brother genius. But like early on, you saw people like Cat and um, Jack go, who were like playing out ways to play the whole season and taking out and I hate to say Jack was a very strategic mastermind but I'm gonna say Jack was a strategic mastermind in the beginning of the game he was to us so mm-hmm. you can't really so the way that game, the game is being played now 
and you also saw that last season with um, Edge of Extinction, Rick Devins. Oh my God, he got taken out fourth. Chris was playing a strategic game, trying to like weigh out his options, taken out third. Yeah, again, that yeah, that's because it was War Dog who kind of pulled the strings. Even Warnock, During, Warnock wasn't winning a challenge. They thought he was a strategic player. That's yeah. why they took him out. Victoria, also, because he did kind of look at that. Victoria. Victoria never won a challenge. Victoria wasn't doing anything uh, physical. It was only when uh, Chris pointed out how much of a strategic threat she was and playing such a quiet game that they were like, "She's going to win the whole game." It's very true. So I feel like we're, we're coming into this new evolution of the game where your physical capabilities do not matter as much. It's if you can play the game strategically, you can win this game. We have to be very stubble. Yeah. yeah. Derek Lavasser, strategic game. He won two HOHs. That's it. That's all he won all season. Yeah, well, that's. Um... Right, yeah. Anyway, um, now, 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 let's get to the opening challenge, Ooh. and it was actually a very fun. Oh, that was such to a watch fun challenge. looking challenge. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, it was good. Even the puzzle was tricky, which is the decent part about it, because you know they they never do really tricky puzzles anymore. But you know, yeah, I quite liked it. Yeah, I quite. It reminded me a lot of yeah. a throwback to back to, um the final five challenge in Gabon. The final five immediately challenge in Gabon where they had to run through that maze to find the puzzle pieces and then they would like create that house puzzle that Bob won. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. The final five, Ken Huang, Liquid Ken went home. (laughs) Yeah. I love him. God. I follow him on Smash Bros. content. Did you know his Wikipedia page is not a picture of him at a gaming event? It's him at Super, at the Survivor Gabon finale. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's what more people know him off more. But, yeah, people know him from that as well, so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I know. I feel like people know him mostly for being one of the greatest Smash Bros. players of all time. <laughs> that's what I knew him from. Yeah, that's what I knew him from, too. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's Ken. Yeah, it's crazy. I think, um, oh, let's talk about the um, the actual boot. Yeah, let's talk about, okay. I was surprised. Uh, in a sec. Wait. Wait, I'm just going to say, let's talk, let's talk about the twist. Oh, yeah. We've got about that. So, so, Elizabeth goes to IOI. And I ain't going to lie, can I just say this? Elizabeth is the Rick Devons of this season, the production favorite. Uh, I mean, she definitely is no, the production no, favorite. No, 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 look, look, this is what I'm saying. They showed her in the original trailer. They accidentally leaked her making the swap. How, they, how they like, accidentally she, leak her making swap? And they, they showed her with a um, Vokai buff. This is true. Um, my... Th- um, I do think I do think she is a favorite. I don't think she's the Rick Devins of the season because I think the Rick Devins, definitely the, Rick Devins the most likable player this season is Elaine. Um, I think they really like Elaine too. Matt, Matt, I think Elaine is like the pat of the season. Look at your own uh, rankings. You put Elaine at top. That's what they want you to do. It's because 
she did kind of slay. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. That she was edited to be out for. She knew when her when the bullshit was getting called, and she called people out on it. I think they also wanted to give Elizabeth some recognition because oh oh yeah, this is what I was gonna say. This is my favorite thing about this season so far. Do you know how many? Because you know how they have applicants and recruits. Yeah. Yeah. This season, of the twenty cast members, only two of them are recruits. That is the lowest ratio we have ever had on Survivor. One of the highest ratio we've ever had was nineteen to twenty. Yep. <laughs> Actually, Survivor no, Fiji. eighteen of nineteen. Or that's it. Yeah, Survivor Fiji. But this season, the only recruits are Elizabeth and Tom, the two professional athletes. And even then, Elizabeth's a big Survivor fan and seems to be a solid player. And Tom seems to be a pretty sociable person himself who seems to be good at the game. Everyone else is an applicant and is playing the game really hard. That's why I love the season so much so far because in this cast so much because I think that they are overall some of the top to bottom strongest game players not maybe not necessarily the best maybe but i think this cast is going to play the strongest of any season that we've ever seen what 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 what'd you say i think of new players there may be a few them i can definitely see um david versus goliath those people after episode one like episode one they were dead set on getting nick out but then right after episode one that's when the game was on. You saw so many new good plays, like getting taken off right out. Good players getting taken right out. Jessica heading an alliance. She's out. She was my um, winner pick. What? She was my winner pick. You see, um, what's his name? Uh, Jeremy. Out mm-hmm. really quick. Jeremy was good in challenges. Um, Natalia. That was People a big were hyping move. her up preseason, and then what happened to her? She was terrible. No, yeah. What's it called? Natalie Ghost Island. For how bad the twist was, everyone was like, "Uh, twist ruined the season." Amazing game players. Libby wasn't afraid to make moves. I love Libby. Do- uh, Dominic and and uh, what's his name? Dominic and Wendell, probably the greatest duo to ever play the game. The only flaws of David versus Goliath were there was actually two fatal flaws of the season that I think that I think the twist wasn't bad. Um, I think it's something worth trying again, actually. But I think the two fatal flaws of the season were a the editing, because I think that the ideal scenario they could have done is because it was sort of. It was sort of Dom and Wendell running the show with Lauren and Don as their sidekicks and Michael fighting his way to the end. And Kellen was there as trying to take on Michael the whole time. I think what would have been a better perspective for everybody to watch would have been the entire merge section other than whenever they get taken out is a Dom and Wendell versus Kellen and Chelsea kind of thing. But there never was a Dom and Wendell versus Chelsea thing because Dom and Wendell realized before that Chelsea was going to make the move once they got to final six before Chelsea even realized she was going to make the move. Chelsea was going to make the move 
but they struck first before she could even rally, think of people who would join her. They got all of her numbers up and then her. Well, they got That's her true. first and then the numbers that would have attacked them, they got them all out. Although I do feel like giving Sebastian the purple edit kind of sucked because I liked Sebastian. Agreed. And like I normally thought they gave the purple edit to the person who was that who did who got like tenth place. No, Sebastian got sixth. Literally, yeah, Sebastian made the like, finale. Final six. It was like they went through all five, all five of them. Like, or will it be this person back when they like gave like a personalized thing for every character for every person that was like Dominic? He's fought his way through uh, a rivalry with what's his name? You remember when they used to do that? Mm-hmm. For Sebastian, it was like he's played an under the radar game. Now he has an advantage in his pocket. Will he go home? Like, although to be fair, th- that was what I was saying though about the editing. There was another purple edit with somebody. I doubt you you would even remember their name. Who got fourth place on that season? Who got fourth place? I can tell you exactly who got fourth place on that season. That was Angela. But Angela had the most purple edit. Yeah, and you know what? I it's my podcast. Can I speak? Oh. But all right, first, first, I, I'm just gonna say the I know the reason why them two got purpled, Sebastian and Angela, because Angela said her least favorite player was Boston Ooh. Rob, and Sebastian said that his least favorite that his least favorite player was Cochrane. Ooh, you don't say that to Jeff. Cole. <laughs> Yeah. So Probst was like, no, you're not getting a good edit. Those are Probst's two favorite players. I feel like Cochran is, like, forced to go to the reunions at this point. Like, Jeff Probst, like, holds a gun to his head and just says, come to the reunions or we'll take your family hostage. So that they can just point him out in the audience and have him give, like, a very... Have you ever seen that Vine, for those of you who still believe that Vine exists? Um, uh, It's like... (laughs) And who do you have in the audience? Oh, well, I have my friend Gerald, like Jeremy or something like that. Oh, yeah, I love and, that. And, like, zooms in on the guy and, like, gives an awkward wave. I feel like how that is, that, how, what that is, is Cochran at the reunion show. Yeah. You know, but, um, all right, now we can get to Tribal uh, Council and the boot and everything. And, and like, all right, the thing I don't understand is, is how Dean voted Ronnie. I... Like, they were all alive. Everything and then he just voted. Take yes. a moment to recognize Ronnie's bizarre list of jobs. He tried kickboxing in Thailand on multiple occasions. He dabbled in the stock market. He helped fund his best friend's energizing protein bar company. Like, what the hell? Yeah, whenever he went on and on about it. Well, no, it was just comedic at that point. It was. Jeff was like, Jeff realized it. That's why they put it down. Yeah, no, um, and um, like, I, I understand, like, you know, we had all these alliances. You had, you had the women's alliance. You had um, Elaine, Vince, and Tom. You had, you know, you had. So in a way, Dean, you had Dean as a bit of a swing in that situation as well. Probably so then, you know, gonna go next for the fact of the uh, Elaine is the glue holding those alliances together. Yes. And Chelsea as well, actually. Yeah. Chelsea's also inverted the game. There's actually Yeah, so it's Chelsea's kind of underrated. But if if you look at the um preview again, you will see that Aaron 
was arguing with Missy. Really? As he thought that, Guys, yeah, Aaron's as get he thought. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think like Aaron. Aaron. Remember, I don't Aaron think it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Aaron was in that alliance with Missy, and yeah. I feel like that was kind of natural for him to yell at him because he feels betrayed. It's like that time when um, it was Kel- when like Kelly gets voted off, and Lauren just goes, "What the hell, War Dog? Why'd you just do that? We had like a good thing going on, and now you just..." Yeah, yeah. And also when um uh, when um Trish got voted off in um Pearl Islands and Rupert. Oh no! Okay, I thought you were talking about Kyle. Who the hell voted for me? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell voted for me? He, like. It's in like this first tribal council, that voting music that was a mood, yes. yes, and bringing back the um millennials versus Gen X blindside music as I well. I loved it, I loved it. Everything, everything about that, also, Rob and Sandra. Oh, that was the best. That is the biggest part of this twist to me, and I adore yeah. it. the fact that they get to watch, and not only like, not only the fact that they get to be there and we get to see them during tribal council and more in every episode. Like, it's not. It's like it's like the fact that they're not taking over more screen time in every episode. We're just no. sort of getting more of their content, but they're not really stealing time from us. I was so mad at Rob. Like, hey, I know that you're the best in the best. Uh, like the best. But just because you're the best doesn't mean you have the right to, like... Oh, like, if you thought Jack's bullying was bad, like... Oh, my God. Look at what Boston Rob was doing. Boston Rob was berating Elizabeth about how she should have never stepped up against him. Like, hey, I know you you could have said that a little more politely. And they were like, yeah, you should have never stepped to Rob because Rob's the best. You're, you're an idiot for making that decision. Like... But again, I do think. But I know, like, I mean, based Mm -hmm. on me and like my friends and people I know, um, I don't learn very well if I'm getting told that I did a terrible job and that I'm not good. Like, I'd like positive reinforcement, please. Also, may I say that I'm happy that that the idols they get from the twist potentially. Only last start. They listen to two. I think they listen like, to they us. They were giving out idols left and right. I was like, imagine one person. Imagine at the merge, one person just gets their name pulled out of the hat three times in a row, and they win three times in a row. That Tommy Sheehan has three idols now. Yeah, like that's that's the thing. Oh, I'm kidding. I think yeah, I do. I do <laughs> truly think that it yeah. makes. I think they made it fair. I think they really listen to us. I think I think production is really trying. Also, the problem I have is with for all winners. I don't only have a problem with um. Well, the one problem I have is is that they are kind of spoiling some of the bits of the season themselves. Like on the preview, they literally show Kelly going to IOI, and no, we already knew during that. and during the commercials of the first episode, they literally showed. Um, Lyro going tribal council. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Before the, before the challenge. Wait, guys. Wait, wait, wait. You guys remember how they were talking about how 
um, you're going to, in season 40, in season 40, they're going to bet on, yes, bet yes. on rewards, on like idols and all that. What if mm-hmm. it's like that old challenge from Big Brother? I think you, you know which one I'm talking about. I know I hate to bring up Big Brother, but this one actually would take the Survivor, so I feel like I need to. What if it's like the old challenge from from Big Brother? It was a veto competition. They only did it like twice. And they would ask you, like, what would you be willing to do for this? And the two highest numbers got to stay in the challenge. Like, whoever had the highest number, whoever had the lowest number was eliminated. They but did that, and I think, BB, I, think they did, I think that was BB11, I think. I remember I because remember there was that one, uh, Eric Stein. Because Eric Stein wasn't competing in the veto, but someone was fighting to save him. And Jen so won that eight. one? Jen, it was Jen. Because remember, so like, I think it's going to be like, how much of the prize money will you take off for this advantage? And then whoever gets the, whoever puts in the most amount of money will get the advantage. So you could end up getting like $85,000 if you spend enough, if you spend enough of your money. I also, honestly, if I'm being real with you, I don't think it's a thing. And I know that might sound stupid because we all just tend to like accept things that come out with legit spoilers is true. Yeah, I know, but Inside I feel Survivor like, is always correct. Like, Inside Survivor is always correct, but I feel like this one could be wrong because I don't think they got the entire cast right except for two people. Six, like a day after the Survivor thirty-eight finales. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Lucas, we have five minutes. You finally showed up. <laughs> we, we've been trying to talk the episode, but them two keep bragging on about stuff we don't want to talk That's about. True. Sorry, but like, you, 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 let me speak, please. Speak, speak. <laughs> All right. So basically, like the episode that that was a really good premiere episode. One of the best in a while. People say, you know, it was better than you know Kagayan. And yeah, but it was a good, it was a great way to start off the episode because the so the edit was Me and Doyle apologize for taking over most of your episodes. It's just that we haven't been in an episode in like I have been in an episode in like three weeks. Doyle has been on in like four months. Whoa, wait, Lucas! <laughs> he showed up for like the last five minutes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, and um, like, here's the thing, like, um, I don't know who's going to win from this, but, like, I think someone who's in a good position right now is, um, Tommy. Tommy's in a very good position. Also, he's in, he's, he's in that majority, but he also has Jamal, he has well, Jack, Jamal's he has, majority. Yeah. I mean, it's a majority of seven. Yeah, that's right. They were like, oh, yeah, Jamal's cool, we should probably get him, get him over here. Yeah. I think um I think Chelsea is very Everybody well in Nora. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially now that now, now that we're going to see a lot of Nora next episode. She was a good bit in the, she was a good bit in the, um what's it called the preview episode uh, the preview clip though. Yeah, I think she'll be Hey Lucas. I don't Lucas, think Lucas, guess what? Cuz you're only here for 5 minutes for like 2 minutes of this episode. Guess who's tied again for most episodes? Uh, no, show me. I still won because I've been successful. Huh? 
No, I don't count. Max, do you count this? Yeah, I count no, this. No, Sorry. No, I was on. That, you can't count that. I was on the whole episode, and he's on for two minutes. <laughs> uh, this is my second episode, so I win. Yeah, yeah, no. No, but you can't, yeah. you can't say that two minutes and an entire hour is the exact same thing as. Or the yeah, same no, thing. You can't own. count that as the That's same thing. thing. Does it count? Again, and I also think that on um, Lyro, Elaine's in a good position. She's putting these alliances together. Also, may I say that I'll be getting annoyed at some of the rankings because they're putting Dean over Tom. Over who? Todd? Tom. Okay. They're putting, Dean, they're putting Dean over Tom. You know, Tom was kind of the driving forces of that move on Ronnie. And, oh, you know, he was, was but, but Dean didn't get no screen time. Dean got no screen time, but people love him because he's hot. I mean, that's why people will love me when I'm on the show, so. Wait, who's Tom? Um, DM Canadian. Oh, God, yeah, I can be proud about him. I was confused. I thought you were talking about Tommy for a second. I was confused. Nah. I like Tom. Yeah. I really like yeah, Tom. Every, everyone's putting him near the bottom, calling him irrelevant, even though he had, like, two, three CFs and Dean was had part zero. of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you talked about this before, but uh, I want to know who you guys' winning picks are. Uh, can we do fi- our final three, like our optimal final three? Sure. Because, like, that's – because it's if you get someone – if you get your final three, that's basically, like, yo. It's your top three. Chelsea, Chelsea Missy, and Tommy. Uh, Tommy, Jamal, and – I don't even know. Tommy Jamal. Um, I Tommy Jamal and I think Use your words. I'm sorry, I just like I'm not very good at speaking. Um I don't I've been tongue tied the past few like two days. It's really bad. Um Tommy Jamal and I'm gonna have to say I like Aaron. I don't think he's going to make it, so I'm going to say Elaine. So, I Lucas? Winner. I have a few winner picks. You have a few? What's the top three? Like, who we think is FTC? Well, my favorite of this season is definitely Jamal. And I have I have a friend, um, not going to say his name, but he says that he's allowed three winner picks. And I'm like, buddy, that's not how that works. You get, one. you get one pick, that's it. He's like, what? No, I get one I get one for each tribe plus another one that I get to pick. That's like a I'm like, buddy. <laughs> that's not how this ain't Tommy, cheap. Jamal, and Tom. Tommy? Tommy seems to be the fan favorite right now. Yeah, he's nice. Um, Max. Yeah. What are your yes. what what what's your who do you think's final tribal? Chelsea, Missy, and yeah, Tommy. Said, oh, yeah, you said that. Sorry. Um, personally, I think that the third place, like, goat person who will get brought to the end, although I don't think that there's a Kelly. chance that they ever win, is Kelly. Yeah, definitely. I think Kelly yeah. has a good goat potential. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, too. She was definitely a goat. Yeah, no, she. I think there, and then I think. I think that. Oh, 
I think <laughs> I think that Molly will beat Chelsea. I yeah, feel like yeah. there's definitely the opportunity for a tie in the final tribal council votes to occur this season. That could happen every season, though. Let's be real. No, but like just with the level of play no, we've no, seen no, already, no, 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 like agreed. With it's way too early to be. I know. That. I'm just saying. Like, I definitely could see that with some play, with like some combination of players. Like, there's you can see that with every season. No, you can say that with a lot of seasons. Like Dominic and Wendell, you could totally see that. But like with a season like Edge of Extinction. Based on how the edits were going, it obviously clearly seemed like it was going to be Gavin that was going to be winning. And then Chris, out of nowhere, just wins the game. Um, but, like, the and the way the edit works, it's like... Sorry, both my parents work in TV, so I, I, know more, I know more about this stuff. So, like, the way the edit would work is, like, they, they, they see who they like the most and who, like, based on who gets the farthest... They that's who they place their edit around, so they don't want to spoil that. Like someone yeah. like Chris is gonna, uh, like someone like Chris is gonna get far because he's on. Okay, okay, so. it's time. Facebook question. Okay, this episode wasn't as good as I wanted it to be because Ben, you talk way too much sometimes. Just saying. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I haven't been on an episode in. I know. I haven't done an episode in a month, but the last few episodes I've been trying to speak a lot more and like try to actually talk about the actual episode we're talking about. Sorry, I didn't. Okay. I didn't know that because I didn't get that memo because I haven't been here for. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll tell you everything soon. But alright, thanks for listening. If yeah. you are listening, because you know it's been a month since we had an episode. We've all been busy, you know. We were meant to have the special guest on Thursday. It will still be happening. It's been rescheduled. We can still say who it is, can't we? Todd. We announced it. Yeah, we already announced it. Yeah, we announced it. But like, yeah, because he's looked at the chat and everything, but he hasn't said anything yet. But hopefully soon he'll say something and we could get that out. Even if it's on Thursday, so we can do a quick double-double this week. That'd be nice. 